Hey guys, welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chaz. I'm Ronnie. And today we're going to be covering episode 10, Response, the Battle for Trost. So Ronnie, what did you think about this episode? I like this episode. You know, we got the uh, Aaron becoming a Titan last episode, and let's just get into it. Yeah, and I'd like to say this is probably the episode that turned my mind from not liking Armin to really liking Armin. I think this might be a, uh, a turning point for him, perhaps. Definitely. So let's get into it. Um, very first scene. We have a quick little showing of uh, rip-off Keith, which if you heard our last little episode, uh, you know the debacle that we have oh, going man. on there. But he's. it just starts out with him raising his hand dramatically, like he was at the end of the last episode. And then we go over, so it just has that little short scene, and then we go over to the saddest guy in all of Attack on Titan. This guy right here. He this is struggling. Guy, I will say I have never wanted to see a guy die more than this guy right <laughs> here. This guy is the worst. He is my least favorite character in all of Attack on Titan. But you kind of feel a little sympathy for him, I guess. No, I don't. Um, Okay, good. This guy sucks. So we're on the same page. This yeah. guy sucks. This guy needs to get it together. He's just absolutely the saddest guy ever. He's talking about how he doesn't want to fight anymore because he watched all of his friends get devoured, and he quotes that he did not feel sad or angry, which... What, what you feeling, then? What you feeling, dude? And what are you doing? Like, what did you join the regimen for? This is what I was saying earlier. So many of these people feel like they joined just because they felt like that's what they were supposed to do. Yeah, and this guy joined because who even knows? Like, I would love to know this guy's backstory. Even everyone's best bro, Marco, has a hard time with this guy's whining. He's thinking, do I even want to get involved with this guy? But then he tries to kill himself, and good guy Marco is not going to let that slide. Yeah, which if I was Marco in this case, I would totally let him kill himself because he sucks. Okay, I'll just say that. We have Jean, he starts saying Aaron, he starts talking about the order to keep silent on Aaron because no one else really knows the situation, right? Right. It's just a select few. It's a select, it's like Jean, Reiner, Annie, and... Kind of uh, our main group. Yeah, our, our little main group. They, they know what's going on, but they were ordered to keep quiet, which makes total sense. I mean, I wouldn't want my squad to be saying what's going on necessarily at this point. And then we have a little comedic value thrown in there where... If that's what you call it. <laughs> sad sack of shit is over there panicking. And Potato Girl, she starts freaking out too. And she's like, ah! And they're like, what's wrong, Potato Girl? And she's like, well, my stomach hurts. I need food. And then that's the little comedy they throw in with the, t- the side of terror that's going on with the sad sack of shit himself, Daz. Yeah, Marco was trying to build on that character development we got with Sasha a couple episodes ago. She's not going to take the bait, and instead is just going right back to just wanting thinking, wanting slash thinking about food, because that's what her character is. Yep. At this point. Yeah, and then that's when, you know, they all, they all go off, they all chase after Aaron, the cannons go off. So we got our main core going after him. Yeah, they're freaking out because they're like, was that inside the wall? Yeah, and they're really confused because they hear a loud cannon and then they hear like a lightning bolt. So they they show up to the scene and they see Skeletor, which is Aaron's just like half transformation slash we don't even really know at this point what it is. Um, Don't know what it is, but I love what he's done with the place. The flowers on the inside of the skeleton 
beautiful. Aaron has a future in interior design if this whole thing doesn't work out. We have our girl, which we don't know who she is at the point. She's she's part of the garrison. She goes up and she's like Captain Wellman. So we find out this guy's name. This is how we find out this guy's name. He's not Keith, okay? Or if you're watching, I guess on Hulu, Warman. Okay. Which means worryman. Worryman. Like yep. We like to call him because this guy is constantly worried. And I like to think Wellman is just a play on words because he is the opposite of well. Because he's not doing well. <laughs> so Captain Worryman, he orders them to load up another cannon and prepare to fire because this guy is just losing his shit from the sight he has just seen. Aaron ends up waking up inside of the nape of the Titan, okay? And he's like, what's going on? He rips himself out. So he forces his way out of the nape, hops out of there. We go over to Armin, and Armin's like, what is going on? Am I inside of a skeleton right now? Which I would be losing my shit if I was Armin. He, he, he was honestly pretty calm for the situation that they were in. Yeah, because even if you see Aaron become a Titan, what do you think when he becomes... A skeleton type. (laughs) Yeah. It's just another reason to be worried even more so. And then that's when he puts his big brain to action and he just starts rattling off questions and he's just questioning everything that's going on. And Mikasa, she's just so glad to be with Aaron at this point. She is. She's like, Armin, shut up. Aaron is protecting us. Can you not see this? She's like, he is so brave. That's all you need to know. He is brave and protecting us. And then Aaron hops down and he runs over to him and he's like, he's asking if they're all right while the body starts disintegrating because obviously, you know how the Titans are. Once they die, their body just evaporates pretty much. And while they're awaiting the moves of Garrison, because they still don't know at this point what Captain Warryman is going to do, he tells them that Aaron, Aaron tells Mikasa and Armin, he's like, I remember now the basement is important. And that's that's what this key is for. And he grabs the key around his neck. So he he kind of has like a I don't even know what you call like a quick memorization of it. He doesn't really know what's going on, but he he somehow knows that that's important. Yeah, am I getting ahead of myself, or is this the point where Aaron says they're either still watching us or preoccupied with something else? That's literally a quote <laughs> that Aaron says at point or says at some point. And I was just thinking, what on earth could possibly preoccupy these guys enough to where their attention is not drawn to the skeleton titan right in front of them? What is is Aaron thinking that the three o'clock parade is getting ready to go down the street? What? Yeah, that's how we know Aaron's mind is not officially there asking that question. But then he he Aaron starts losing his shit and he's pissed off. He's like. What could my dad possibly be hiding? Could he be hiding the key to saving humanity this whole time? He's like mad at his dad, yeah. Yeah. Which I understand. It's like, you told me that the key to this around my neck is for the basement, and now I have this power all of a sudden, and you hid that from me the whole time? Like, I would completely understand. He's not wrong. It just does seem like a terrible time for Aaron to stop thinking about ending all the Titans and instead reflect on how poorly his dad handled raising him or just situation in general and then he asks which this is the this is the key question right here he goes where have you been the past five years i think everyone at this point wants to know where the hell his dad has been the past five years yeah because he seemed to make it through the initial titan uh raid and you know 
the first part. Yeah. And he's like, what have you even been doing? You've had the key to humanity, and you don't. I don't even know where you've been the past five years. But as the smoke is clearing up, Aaron is telling them, he's like, I'm getting out of this. I'm heading for the basement. Like, I know if I can get out of this on my own and just leave y'all here, they won't, hopefully they won't arrest you or do any, torture you or anything like that for answers because it'll look like I wasn't a part of y'all's group. Yeah, we try and keep count of things. I wish we had gotten on this earlier. We should count how many times Aaron tries to put distance between him, Armin, and Mikasa. Because he does this all the time. He's like, you know what, guys? I'm going to the scout regiment. And they're like, you know what? We are too. (laughs) Or, you know what, guys? I'm joining the troops. And then they go, that seems like a good idea. We'll do that with you, Aaron. He just can't get away from him no matter how hard he tries. Especially Mikasa, because she is not having it. No. She's, she instantly says, Aaron, I'm coming with you. She's just been smiling, looking at him this whole time, and then he says that, and it like snapped her out of it. And she was like, <laughs> you are not going to do that. He even said, too, he was like, I don't know necessarily how this Titan form works. He just, he just says, I know it was natural. It was like moving. The way he descri- I like the way he describes it. He kind of describes it as like the way you move your arm. You you just you don't even instinctively like think of it. You can just do it, right? And that's Which we could kind of see how he's just connected to this thing. Yeah, it's um, it's a plankton inside SpongeBob's brain where he shoves the antennas into his brain. And he just starts walking with him. This is exactly what this is. <laughs> it's exactly like that. And then after Mikasa says she's like, "I'm coming with you, Aaron." He's like. Shut up, I'm not a child, which I kind of agree with him at this point. Like, it's almost like she's treating him as if she's his mother. Um, she's just got to give him a little space yeah. at some point. It's not, it's a little creepy, I'll say that. But that's when we go to the calling card. It goes to the cutscene of the calling card, and it starts talking about yeast, which kind of comes out of nowhere, but. A special yeast made only in Walsina that keeps items from spoiling when placed in storerooms or tents. By doing this, storage caches with this yeast along supply. (laughs) You know what? So who really gives a shit? Let's just continue on. Oh my god. So we go back to Captain uh, Worryman. And he is just having the ultimate Keith moment, is what I like to call it. He just looks in ultimate Keith form right now. Right. I, Which, I love this guy's look. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything I said about Keith in episode 9 that actually wasn't Keith still applies to Kits here. Uh, this guy's such a warrior, and he looks just terrible. He looks terrible. It's like he's simultaneously going through a heart attack, but he's fine at the same time. It's... I didn't think anyone looked worse than Keith until I met Kits. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And Armin is having a, a brain blast moment. You know how Armin has those things. And he's thinking, he's like, oh, okay, it'll take about 20 seconds for the cannon to be loaded, and then Aaron can like leave in that time, and we won't have to worry about it. He can completely leave within 20 seconds. No problem. No problem 40 whatsoever. 40 people around him, he can get out of this situation. 40 warriors around him with just swords and a cannon being loaded, they've got this. But then Armin starts having flashbacks, and he's saying... He's nothing more than a coward, after all, and that these two have saved him time after time, and what has he ever done for them? Yeah, he's just losing his mind right now. He's thinking about every time he was helpless, and they came and just saved his ass. Right, and he's even talking about, he's like, how can I ever get on their level? 
an equal ground with them. Like, I'm not equal to them. I'm just a coward. It's like, these are top five students in the class, and I was 167th. (laughs) Aaron then interrupts Armin's sad flashbacks with his own plan. He says he can't run, that the smartest thing to do is to utilize his ability and strategically with all of the troops that are around. So he's basically saying somehow we need to to convince them that I'm on humanity's side. Yeah, he turned into a titan one time, which he literally did not remember. He just woke up in front of all these people and was like, well, it's a good thing I'm not a titan. And then someone just said, hey, Aaron, you are a titan. He goes, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And then he mistakenly became half of a titan, just a skeleton version. And so now he's straight up making plans of... Well, I've got this new ability now, so that's going to stay forever. So let's just make plans around me. Like everyone's just going to flock to his side. But I love his enthusiasm on that. He's never short of enthusiasm, that's for sure. And then the funniest part is that after Armin is just having the crisis on his hand of calling himself a coward, Aaron puts all of the pressure on Armin. And he's like, it's up to you to convince the garrison that I'm not a threat to humanity. Which is just hilarious because Armin was just talking about how much of a coward he was. He'll never be on equal ground. And then Aaron's like, by the way, it's up to you to save us right now. Yeah, they're good friends. And they help him realize, like, yeah, that's not your thing, Armin. But you help in a bunch of different other ways. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be where we are either. Exactly. And Armin even asked him, he's like, why do you trust me like that? And that's when they say that exact same thing. They're like, in every bad situation, you just seem to know what the right answer is. And he does have the knack for that. Even though he he was a coward during the time that Aaron got eaten, or he got eaten and Aaron saved him. Yeah. He still kind of knows in bad situations what to do. He's just not, he doesn't have the physical, you know, athleticism like they do. Yeah, everybody's got their own skills. And Armin just hasn't realized how valuable his is yet. Yeah, and then Aaron even recalls like the time... Armin went and got um, Hans to help them five years ago. Like, Hans would have never came and saved him. Hannes? Hannes, yeah, sorry. I think they call him... That's another they thing call with, Hans. with this the situation. The names are so... Hannes, I've heard Hannes, I've heard Hans. We don't really know why Japanese people have to say seven different names for the same name. If you read the mangas, you can just call us assholes because I will not be afraid to admit that however they say it in the mangas is the correct way. Right. I don't know why they did all this name-changing anime stuff, but it's very confusing, and it stresses me out. <laughs> it stresses me out, too, and it also stresses Armin I out. I just wish Keith was Kits. <laughs> I do, too, man. But hey, Keith is just a mere bystander. Wink, wink. Anyways, what? so Armin, he starts saying, oh, maybe it was just me that thought I was useless. Maybe everybody else does think I have a purpose, and I'm just the only one who thinks I'm an absolute coward. Which, no, Armin, we did too, but... And now he's gone, like, way the other opposite. Yeah. He's like, oh, actually, I rock. What? <laughs> These people would all be dead without me. There's a happy middle ground, Armin. Running out of time, though, Armin stands up proudly, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to convince him, Aaron. Thank you so much for that awesome speech. So in my favorite part of the episode, it comes like right here because Aaron tells Armin he has 15 seconds to decide on what, if he's going to go through with this plan on convincing them that Aaron can do this or not. Mm -hmm. 
And then two minutes and 53 seconds later, yep. we see the outcome of that decision. Aaron, not great at guessing how much time he has left. No, and that, that goes hand in hand with an anime thing. Um, when Goku fights Frieza on Namek, Frieza says you have five minutes until the planet explodes, and then seven episodes later, 20, 20 minutes each each episode, uh, the planet finally explodes. So it's kind of an anime thing that right. happens. Let me ask you this. As an uh, anime noob, self-admittedly, is that not, do they do a lot of uh, where things are going in slow motion because a lot of character stuff's going on in their mind? Because that's the only reason I'm picking on this is everything they're saying. It's not like Aaron's thinking to himself and things are moving slow. They're just straight up having a conversation. <laughs> they are, and that talking is almost a free action, okay? That's how anime works. <laughs> not, not as bad as in JoJo's. If anybody's seen JoJo's, you know talking is an absolute free action, but... But yes, you are right on that. Anime does do that a lot. Um, either that or they're just terrible at guessing time. It could be either way. I love it either way. But Armin then goes up. He slides. He has the coolest slide. Let's just talk about that. Oh, yeah. He has the sickest slide. It's a sick slide, but I would also say, hey, if you got 100 people already on edge, maybe do like a crawl out there you know very slowly announce yourself don't go in there sliding like you're what does he even look like he's getting ready to do but it's dangerous and then my favorite part he's trying to steal out there all fast and captain worryman has the yelp he goes ah like that yeah and that was my favorite part of the episode yeah by far he's very scared of and He's, no one else makes a noise except for Captain Warryman. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, hey, there's that kid with that weird hair. <laughs> well, then he, he makes, you know, he says he's not an enemy to humanity, to the Keith Ripoff man. And Keith, is, Keith Ripoff is like, hey, you've shown, he's shown us his true form, all right? It's Titan. He goes, well, if you show me proof that you're not a Titan, I will not kill you. Or that, uh, sh- sorry, if you show me proof that you are on humanity's side, I will not kill you. Kitz is running a tight shift here, and he's doing it flawlessly. He's got a handle on this situation. My guess is whatever answer happens, uh, they're going to die either way. <laughs> Kitz is not about the bullshit. It okay? definitely seems like they don't have a right answer. Armin then goes, we don't need proof. Armin says, I, I know many of you saw him fighting off the Titans. Um... Most of you saw him. The Titans are also trying to eat him, and that's the truth, which that's a big part right there to me, at least, to know that he's on your side. If the Titans are going after him, right, like that, that shows that he's definitely on the human side because no Titan has gone after each other at this point. Yeah, we haven't seen that before. No, we have not. So everyone starts to realize Armin is, is right, and Keith Ripoff is like just panicking his nuts off. No one. He's the only one just absolutely not listening, and he's prepared to just kill everyone. Well, he's certainly not using his inside voice. I'll tell you that right now. Not at all. I don't think he has an inside voice, but he's not using it if he does have one. He tells everyone, he's like, don't be fooled. They can, they can be pretending to be humans. They could just be using, they could be disguised in their own language and be pretending to be humans. Don't be fooled by these. Armin's like, pretending to be human? I've been a human this whole time. I haven't. I wasn't the one that was half skeleton, half <laughs> titan. Armin then realizes, he's like, oh, this guy hasn't slept in a year. He cannot think. If you don't have sleep in that long, there's no way you're, you'll be able to think correctly. 
So he's like, this guy's not even trying to think. What is he doing? And Armin's too smart for this guy. Genuinely. But then Armin puts his hand over his heart. Or Sorry, I'm sorry. Before I get to that, he turns to Aaron and Mikasa, scared shitless, because he realizes his plan's about to fail. And Aaron gives him that nod. And Aaron gives him a nod that yeah, just says, hey, buddy, things are this. going great. And I, I knew Armin was about to just rip one off after he saw that. Did if you? If your buddy gives you that little nod of approval, yeah. you know that something good's going to happen. So then Armin puts his hand over his heart in the most beautiful speech. Okay, how about, let's talk about the music playing in the background. I mean, this. the music drops in. It's the most badass salute I've seen thus far. It's tight. By far. Tight. No loosey-goosey on this. I mean, he he's just, locked yes. in. He talks about being a soldier. He's dedicating his life to the revival of humanity. If it cost him his life, that's fine. If we use his titan powers, we can take this town back. He shall wish for humanity's glory, which I thought, I, it was just beautiful. The way he, he said everything, he was yelling. Yeah, the speech was great. This is the first time, you know, Armin, you're really starting to kind of nod your head and like, yeah, man, get it. This was the moment I, I liked Armin. I realized I really liked this character. And that's when the garrison comrades, not necessarily Mr. Warryman, but the comrades start looking around and they're like, you know, maybe he's right. Like his speech was so good, they start to, to go on arm and say, like, he seems way more dedicated than I've ever thought about being. <laughs> yeah. They start just using common sense and they're like, whoa, maybe we should listen to this guy. And that's when Keith Ripoff, he is just having the worst day of his life. He is not having it, okay? He's panicking. He walked into this whole event with one thing in mind, and that was he was not going to be fooled. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. If they're disguised as humans and they're really titans and they're using human language, he is not having it, okay? So he starts to raise his hand. He's like, no, I'm, I'm getting ready for the next fire. He's raising his hand up, and right when he gets to the top of his hand raise, that's when Pixis grabs him from behind. And Pixis is awesome, okay? Let's just go ahead and say that. He's he's an amazing character. He knows that Mr. Worryman is not using common sense whatsoever. He just basically tells him to chill the fuck out and to go lead the reinforcements, that he's got everything from here and he's going to listen to these guys. And after he grabs Mr. Worryman's arm, he just he's like, did you see this boy salute? Like, what are you doing, man? You need to chill the fuck out. Go get some sleep. Go lead reinforcements. Yeah, I am team. Pixis is the new Commander Keith. Yes. As far as I'm concerned. He just has a certain aura around him. He's badass. He He's definitely got some issues that we'll talk about later, just on a personal level. But it makes me love him all the more. He has a sick mustache, too. The mustache is pristine. Yeah, he's just an awesome character, and... Mr. Worryman, we need to get him the hell off the screen. How did okay. he even get here? I don't... That's the thing. is like, How did a lot of people get into the position that they're in? I mean, Keith would have been great for this position. If Keith had been the one that was going off here, I would have typed up 17 pages on how it made me feel. But it just doesn't hit the same knowing that it was Captain Kitts. I, yeah, I completely agree. Captain Kitts, get off the screen. And that's when we go into a little cut scene and they start talking about Pixis and how important Pixis is. Get back to a real character. Real character right here. And we find out he's the high commander in charge of the southern region, and that's including Trost. 
Um, but he's the highest command of the whole southern region. Yeah, he was described as a hardcore eccentric. And as they're saying that, he's also explaining how he wouldn't mind getting eaten by a titan if it was a knockout female one. Knockout female one. I loved that line. That dirty dog. You know this guy's a badass when he says something like that. Me too. Okay. And then we got Captain... It goes back to a little cutscene of Captain uh, Worryman. He's just off his wagon still. He's going to the reinforcements, but he's still off the wagon. And we go over to Pixis, and Pixis is in mid-convo with, with Aaron and Mikasa, and, he, and it, it basically implies that they already told him the whole basement situation and everything. And, and he goes, so if we go to the basement, we should find out all the answers. And that's when Aaron's like, I believe so. Aaron's like, listen, man, I just have a key around my neck and some vague memories. I didn't even know I was a Titan until 30 minutes ago. But yes, I believe if we get to this basement, we're going to figure a lot of things out. (laughs) My dad has told me since the age of eight that I need to somehow get to the basement in the future. That's all I know. I thought he was just brewing IPAs down there, but it turns out it might be something more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then Pixis is like, well, I'll trust you then. Whatever. I'm all in. Which I love him for that, because he kind of realizes, like, if we don't have any other answers, how the hell are we going to win in this fight? Yeah, they're grasping at straws at this point. They need yeah. something to go. I mean, they can't just keep lining up with cannons and hope that uh, the Titans are going to walk away, because it's just not happening anymore. And Pixis use com- he uses common sense, and he's like, well, if, if Aaron was actually fighting the other Titans off and they were trying to hurt him, he's obviously on our side. Right. There's got to be something there. And then he asks Armin, too. He's like, how do you plan on using this Titan? What is your plan for this? And Armin's like, I think that we can try to seal up the Trost Gate. And he's talking about we can fight him off, and we can. I think Aaron can take that boulder and seal up Trost. Which is an awesome... I'm going to be honest. I The first time I watched this, I didn't even think of that solution whatsoever. I was just thinking of Aaron attacking the other Titans. Yeah, it's a great callback because we get like this random little moment in a past episode when the Titans first break in and Armin mentions the boulder as a way to stop them. And then we go away from that for like a good five episodes. I don't even remember how many yeah. episodes it is, but he calls it back because it's been in the back of his mind the whole time. Yeah, and it's like they had no other way before Aaron's Titan to actually move that boulder, but now they actually have the means to do that. You can uh, call me a bitchy nitpicker here, and I wouldn't blame you, but for some reason at this point in the episode, I was just now noticing that while they're at the top of the wall, Aaron's soldier uniform is gone. He's just wearing like a a light green tunic. Where Where do you think that went? That just disappears when uh he he becomes a titan and he just it is left not. of this i believe that he was cold or something and and mikasa just gave him some clothing okay all right <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on that i feel like anytime something happens to aaron mikasa's like here just take this and just gives him something random yeah it's just random because like he got swallowed in his uniform and then this is the next time we see him he's just walking around in this link green tunic maybe it was all slimy or something who knows um but i think you're a little nitpicky bitch on that situation i did tell you you could say that but i also don't accept your answer either and then pixis we go back to pixis and he's like aaron do you think you can seal this wall 
and Aaron's like thinking back and he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can do it. I think I might be able to do it. I don't know. And then Pixis is like, no, I'm not asking you if you will. I'm asking you, will you do this? And then Aaron goes, I will. I'll do it. And that's how we end the episode right there. We're leading up to something big. We are. And, and hopefully Aaron can do it. He seems, I mean, Aaron's obviously got the will and the fight to do it, but. Yeah, it's at this point I'm thinking, can he really do this? Because it's a pretty uh, pretty lackluster plan if you really think it is. about it. It is, but they're all out of options. And I like how Pixis, he finally steps in and he's the one that he pretty much says that. He's like, we have no other options. We got to come up with something. So we're going to roll with it. And you need somebody like that. That's just kind of... Because he's not... I feel like Pixis is definitely... He thinks outside the box. Probably a little too much. Yeah. But you need somebody like that in these situations. It's a much different episode. Everything pretty much took place right in that same spot. We got a little bit with the other group and kind of the the city, but it's all kind of this standoff. And we'll uh, we'll see what happens next episode. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Pixis, new favorite for me. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're liking the podcast, go email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. If you're hating the podcast, also do that. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll see you next episode. Peace.